This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back, Scott. Hey, thank you. We should we put that song in. Um, welcome back. I, today I hope that uh, everything went well last week. It did. Yeah, we went to Yogi's. All right. Yep. And Nickel Nickel. And Pizza Hut. <laughs> Starcade. Starcade, yeah, Star yep. That was, that was pretty much it. Golfland. Yeah, Camelot. Chuck E. Cheese. Whitlex. Right. Well, that's last week. This week, we're talking about the day after tomorrow. So, <laughs> Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> or when this recording releases, Thursday. There you go. When we're recording this. <laughs> Tuesday. Thursday. Tuesday. Uh, this came out in 2004. <laughs> Directed by Roland Emmerich. Written by Roland Emmerich and uh, others. I don't want to read. Uh, starring... <laughs> you don't Qu- have to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Starring Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal. Quaid. Emmy Rossum. Other people. None that I know. No one cares. Dash Mihawk. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Tamlin Tamita. Dash your what? Ian Holm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I nominated this movie because I wanted to get payback for these guys for selecting such crap. Um, it, it didn't really think this through. That meant I had to watch it again as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, but my history with this movie is I saw it on cable. Yeah, I definitely did not go see this in the theater. But it, it was, I had just started a new job and it was kind of in over my head a little bit. And I remember this is, this is a sad thing to say. This is the first... I remember this movie and drinking to relieve stress happened the same time. I'm not even joking. It was one of the first times where I was just like, oh, I need booze to get over the stress of this new job. Man, I I totally get that. Uh, (laughs) Last week, that was was Armageddon for me. I just wanted something (laughs) on the background that could not be of any less consequence. Uh, Yeah. I get it. And so... uh, yeah, that's my history with it. We'll get into it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, definitely did not see this in the theater. Uh, Scott, what's your history with this? I saw bits and pieces of this on cable. I've heard a lot about how terrible it was. Uh, the, the bits that I did see, I obviously was not impressed. Uh, <laughs> and this is the first time that I've actually sat down to watch it from beginning to end. Uh, nice. I had I planned to try to break it up a little bit, like... Watch a little bit, do something else, come back to it, and I I finally decided to just be like ripping a bandaid off. Uh, you got hooked. That's I why. Just, just did it. Uh, mm-hmm. Kept checking the time on it. Uh, it clocks in at over two hours, but I I think it's with the credits, so still way too long. Yeah. All right, Alex. I can't remember. <laughs> I've seen I've seen this movie once, but I can't remember whether it was in the theater. Because um, they wanted to watch, my parents wanted to watch like a disaster movie, and because it was Roland Emmerich, maybe they were we were still riding high off of the ID four, 
Juggernaut. Yeah. Off of the high of that movie. Or if I saw it at, at home for the same reasons. But I know I've seen it once. And then I saw it again. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, we're just going to talk about seven items from the movie, and I will kick us off here. And, um, I mean, there's lots of things to love about this movie, and a few things to hate. Or flip that around, maybe. I don't know. Um, God, there's so many stupid things. Uh, I have the the clever bum as my number seven. I don't know. It's just stu- There's so many <laughs> things to say about this. It's just having a clever bum just felt terrible. Like, clever? we're supposed what, to... What? Sorry, go ahead. It, it just felt like, yeah, see, bums can be, homeless people can be smart. Like, I just, some of this stuff is so forced, and I, I'll have more to say about this later, but um, yeah, the clever bum. He's smart because he's a bum, so he knows, you know, put newspapers in his pants to keep him warm. And, and Other than the newspaper and staying behind, what did he do that was smart? Oh, just like at the was it at the beginning he's with got the, the dog? Tips. He's got survival tips. Yeah, that's guess what I'm getting at. And you know, I thought it was supposed to be a public library. Maybe not smart, but I just didn't like the way they treated him. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, and he had the dog. I don't. It just, it just felt weird and awkward to me, and I didn't like it. So there you go. I call him the clever bum, and I don't remember his character's name if he even had one. I don't think he did. They didn't. They didn't give a fuck. They did not care. Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott. What's your number seven? My number seven is a question. <laughs> maybe it was made explicit at some point. Maybe I like lost focus for a minute. But where the fuck does Dennis Quaid work? Like, it looked like he was somewhere that was that had more people involved than like NASA. Like, it didn't make any sense to me at all. Like, he's part of the the something to do with weather obviously but he's a climatologist a uh uh fuck what did he call it what did jake gyllenhaal say when he was trying to get all the people to stay i guess a climatologist yeah but there's he uh, like a prehistoric climatologist something like old-timey climatologist because they were pulling out the cores i I forget what gobbledygook they used for his job there's like paleon paleon in there yeah yeah that's right a paleoclimatologist something like that yeah, it's like, <laughs> he. It's a government job, and that room is fucking filled with people. And they're like, "What's going on?" And then everybody starts talking about models, and and, and I'll get into that later. But <laughs> like, I just couldn't get over like where he was, and that they had like some super secret, powerful mainframe, which again I'll get into later. Uh, but I was just baffled by where he worked, like. It just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> There's a lot in this movie that doesn't make any sense, Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's my number seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I couldn't tell you where. I know he works for the government, and you know, he's in D.C., but other than that, yeah. I couldn't tell you. They're getting paid well, by the way. Yeah. All right. Alex, number seven. My number seven, and I'm going to start off with a good thing here. Um, I, I mean, like most of this movie, this is very ham-fisted and not executed particularly well. But I appreciated that they tried to do a stupid chief face turn. With the vice president? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his boss. What, the president? <laughs> that died? No, 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 no. Uh, Dennis Quaid's boss. Oh. No, he was... Dennis Quaid's boss was kind of on board with him. No, he was a stupid chief in the beginning. For no reason. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he told him, like, yeah, 48 hours. I'll get into that. And then he... <laughs> your climatologist badge. Yeah. <laughs> but you're out of control. <laughs> But no, I was leave your weatherman on the desk. Yeah, if you leave. yeah, yeah. I guess he did have a face turn also, but put your thermometer. Yeah, about the vice, <laughs> the vice president, and uh, honorable mention when Mexico only decided to take these people in to forgive past debts and whatnot. Uh, what to oh, say about that too? It. Yeah, I guess I did see it in the theater because I got a big laugh from the Latino crowd. You got a laugh from yeah. me too. <laughs> Scott, I can feel your anger. <laughs> it was funny before we started. I told I told these guys like I was more disappointed than angry. But now that we started in on this, good. Yeah. I'll have a little bit more to add. It wasn't on my list, but a little bit more to add to that Mexico scene after you talk about it, Scott. Right. Yeah, I like they would only let us in if we forgave all their debt. It's worse than that. We'll get into it. So okay. much worse yeah. than that. Okay, but yeah, face turn. Yay, you tried it. <laughs> All right. Um, was he? Did you guys figure out who he was? It took me a while. What? The, sorry, vice the vice president. president. Yeah, he was the vice president. No, but in other movies, the actor. Oh, I mean, he looked like Dick Cheney, but <laughs> <laughs> with hair. <laughs> yeah, he plays the uh, like the doctor or the, the the medic from Miracle, the hockey movie we watched. Okay. Like, Herb Brooks is, like, right-hand man or whatever. It took me forever to figure it out. Because I've seen Miracle a million times. Like, I know this guy. I like looking at his IMDb. You know, they always have, like, their four top whatever. Use a time cop. <laughs> well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. On to my number six. Wait, did he win an Oscar for time cop? For the greatest performance <laughs> ever? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't get it. As a time cop, it's a terrible movie. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, my number six, and this is... Roland Emmerich seems like the biggest nerd who who's making movies, and he always tries to show, like, humanity at its best. He tries. It just... It always fails and feels so forced. <laughs> yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like... And ID four and all these other ones, and this one here it is again. Like I, it's he shows humanity at its best and its worst, and but always trying to bring out that everyone's the same in the end. He always has these, like I think when everyone's frozen, everyone's white, and like which weird stuff like that. He tries to throw in there, and I just I give him credit. He's trying. He's trying to put a good message out there, but it always feels so just like. This is <sighs> this is after he went out of his way to show that that new guy in L.A keep dodging shit and then eventually just crush him with something <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, with, with some debris being flung by tornado. I don't know if that was supposed to be funny whether he was making some kind of point about the media or yeah, just to show that yeah just if you hang out there long enough something's gonna happen but he, there was a lot of like people dying that didn't need to die in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well that's where I think he, he executes poorly right he always has to have like if he just I mean, I stopped watching his movies, but like Independence Day and Godzilla and this and 
2012. They're just they're all the same formula too. Is a did scientist he, did who's he do having 2012? a strange? Huh? Did he do 2012? Yeah. Yeah. Cusack. Oh, That's in my other list too. <laughs> um. Yeah, he just he tries and has to say it's either it's a always a scientist who's estranged from a family member. There's this, you know there's something going on and it's just uh, yeah. And anyway, I give him credit for trying to put a good message out there, but I was just it's always like if someone like me notices it, it's not very subtle. I guess I'll have to. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, not subtle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so kudos for trying, just bad execution. That's my number six. Uh, Scott. Okay, so my number six, uh, going back to the VP, um, who apparently is in charge, I think, this character's an absolute analog for Dick Cheney and the the Bush administration. Uh, Whatever your feelings are on that, that's who he's supposed to be here. Like, it even looks like him. Um, He's in charge of everything, not really the president. Like, only at one point does the president actually step in and do something. Otherwise, VP seems to be in charge of everything else. Um, but also he's just incredibly stupid, like, but not like in any way that makes sense. He's just plot stupid where (laughs) his stupidity is only there just to, to move the plot along or to have conflict in, in, in the story. Uh, it makes no sense. Financial economy is just as as your weather system. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, you want us to go to, to Mexico? Oh, you should let us handle the policy. Like, just constantly cutting down the scientist who's been asked to come there, by the way, and give his opinion. Like, they fucking asked him to come to the White House. It's not like <laughs> he called them up and was like, hey, guys. It's like they finally called him in there. And I'm going to say about that, too. But he's just such lazy fucking writing. And it's just unnecessary. Like, a simple, like, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but there's a lot of shit we got to deal with, like... This job's like a lot harder than like anything other than just him being an asshole. Like, uh, and then like Alex said, the face turn at the end, which is, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Just wishful thinking, I guess. Like, yeah, you know, he finally saw, he saw the light. Yeah. Then that, yeah. talk talk about subtle. The <laughs> only now in this late hour do I realize that we fucked up the planet. Like. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he gets on there. So, like, just his whole character is just one trope after another. Yeah. It's terrible. And you call it lazy writing. I really don't think it's lazy writing. I think it's Roman Emmerich. Just he somehow got his foot in the door with ID four and special effects, and then he got the permission to do these movies, and he just doesn't have the this the movie. Tact. This movie one hundred percent feels like they storyboarded all of the the natural disaster scenes. And then wrote a story around those. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then decided to add wolves, which we'll get into later. The wolves. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. All right. Uh, Alex, number six. Uh, my number six is just, I hated Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, he's a, good, he's a good actor now. He's done some really good stuff. But in this movie, he's just bland as fuck. He's kind of a weenie here, yeah. Yeah, not just a weenie, but it's just there's no emotion in anything that he says or or does or anything. He's he's uh, like the water's rising in the subway when he's calling his dad, and he might as well just be ordering a pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, dad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, the water's rising. That's all. 
I did not care about any of these characters, so yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, not paying that close attention to the <laughs> to the acting going on here. But yeah, I forgot like, he was in this. I'm supposed to. Usually, I'm a sucker for a father son story in a, in a movie. This time, it's like, <laughs> I know you guys aren't dying, but you probably should. Yeah, well, I like Emmy Rossum. At least, <laughs> at least the movie had that going for it. Hmm. He was pretty bad. But like I said, I didn't even remember him being in the movie. I was like, holy crap, Gyllenhaal's in this? <laughs> Fresh All right. Uh, on to my number five. And uh, this kind of goes along with the father-son thing. I, I I don't understand what the point of Dennis Quaid going after him was. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's like, they just had to add this extra drama in there for no fucking... His dad said, stay inside and wait so it out and you'll be fine. St- like, when, no. so they're going... He's hiking... From D.C. to New York in the middle of the worst blizzard in 10,000 years. And he does it in like a day and a half. Well, they drove for a lot of it. Okay. Still, <laughs> You're, right. Yes. You're right. They get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> they get to fucking... Okay. They're going from Pittsburgh to... to uh, or Philly, wherever the hell they were. Uh, it was Philadelphia to Manhattan. Oh, yeah. my God. They I like, I like the scene where they where they tamed the wolves and used them as sledding dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, smartly, smartly, it's a good idea that they they cut that. That was going too far. But, uh, yeah, Cuba Goody Junior <laughs> shows up, yeah. Yeah. and the dogs start talking. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the dogs have one of the dogs has shifty eyes though, and he's actually behind the 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 climate change. Yeah. Um, at one point, like before he he heads out, they like saying like, "Hey man, what are you doing? This is stupid." And he's like, I've walked that far before. <laughs> I'm sure you have, man. <laughs> you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to walk up the eastern seaboard today. I just feel like it. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, just, just, and they had to put in some drama there. And then, like, but yeah, he, not only is he walking in it. They're in a tent. They're cool. Like, the whole point yeah. is they're freezing in the New York Public Library, but he's got a tent. Uh, it's made for it. It's cool. Um. The uh, yeah, uh, the one other thing I'll add to it. No, because I have this later on my list, so never mind. But yeah, what's the point? This is needless. He doesn't do anything in the long run. He gets like halfway there. He gets his friend killed. <laughs> yeah, gets his friend killed. The other one's frostbite, and then the other one's got brain damage. <laughs> I think that was so before they started on their journey. Yeah. So there it is. No point to the his story. I guess the. Oh, yeah, he uses his unconscious friend to break into the Denny's or whatever. Or yeah, the Wendy's. throws him in to avoid d- the cold, right? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. All right, Scott, number five. Number five. Uh, something I like. Uh, the the uh, Specifically the effects of the tornadoes ripping up Los Angeles. Um, I thought that was actually pretty well done. Uh, there, was, yeah. there was a couple of really cool shots, like... I mean, it was fucking ridiculous that the guy was flying around the helicopter with those with those going on. Uh, especially when they started magically appearing all over the place. Um, you think at that point the helicopter pilot would have been like, "Yeah, we're leaving." But um, <laughs> yeah. At any rate, like when when the like when the tornado rips up the Hollywood sign, that looked really cool. Um, <laughs> strategically attacking our monument. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a Roland Emmerich movie. What do you want? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I. I like the idea of, I mean, they, they did this with fucking 
was it volcano where <laughs> like Los Angeles has uh, a, a volcano the, the titular volcano underground uh, you know LA isn't subject to tornadoes and um, if and hurricanes and things like that so to have tornadoes there uh, this is nice change of pace I guess uh, yeah the, the colossal loss of life that gets pretty much glossed over in, like, one scene. Not so much. It goes back to Jeff's thing about the best of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. like it, if L.A. was, like, taken out tomorrow, like, I don't know that it would cripple the U.S. economy, but it would not be good. Like, sure. But, I mean, to be fair, for this movie, it's not just half of the country is going to go away. True. <laughs> LA is just a start. And then actually half of the Earth, right? I mean, if you go over, it's going yeah. down from... Yeah, they keep mentioning China. I mean, never see any of that. Yeah. Uh, was it China or Japan when the, the hail came down? That was, the that was Japan. That was oh, Japan. that was Japan. Where the woman randomly just, like, flings herself out a window. <laughs> yeah. She's so freaked out by the hail, she doesn't know what to do. Uh, no, she got nailed by a piece. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Oh, was she just looking out the window and then she got nailed? Yeah, she looked out the she window. She's giant piece of hail. She's like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." <laughs> better, better, better get a closer look. And oh, that brave salary man <laughs> that was safe where he was, but he dared to run across to get <laughs> under a car. I know you got fucked up. All right, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is I got to chuckle because I forgot about this dumbass joke. <laughs> I laughed a bit. Is when they're arguing about which books to burn and which ones not. It's like we're we're in for survival, man. We got to burn everything. And the guy's no way. We got to preserve some of this stuff. And then somebody from down, from a lower level is like, you know, there's like a ton of volumes here about tax law. Yeah. Would you guys help me load these? Uh, that was great. Yeah. I left. Yeah, that was okay. That was it was weird that they those two characters go out of their way to argue about books. Well, we got to preserve what's best about humanity. Yeah, they, and then we burn them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they're showing that. <laughs> well, he saved that Gutenberg Bible. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those, those. Um, I mean, if if we're gonna be like super objective here, and I know this sounds horrible, the those books that they burned were probably more valuable than their lives. At that point. <laughs> that's true. I mean, just, just toss in, just get that giant section of Robert Jordan and just toss all that shit in there. Don't dare you, tell you good kind. <laughs> <laughs> I do like too, how, yeah. <laughs> I do like how the whole time they're just burning books, and then later when um, Jake Gyllenhaal is go out to get the medicine, then they get a chair and they break it and he makes snowshoes out of it. Like, where were you bur- yeah. burning the chairs in the wood <laughs> earlier? Yeah, no, I, I 100% was thinking he was going to throw that in the fire when he marches in with it. Yeah, it's like, nope, snowshoes. <laughs> nope, snowshoes. Um, Here, toss another Bible into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and how long, would, how long would a Bible or any book, it burns pretty quick, I'm assuming. I haven't done much book burning in my days. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope that. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. Yeah, there, there, but, was, uh, there was just, yeah, it was like a weird, <laughs> a weird commentary on book burning in this movie. I just didn't, <laughs> didn't know what he was trying to say there. If burning books is bad. I guess so. 
There was mm. Narcos when... You guys watch Narcos or no? No. Nope. Go ahead, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just a scene where what's his fate? Pablo Escobar is on the run, and him and his family are just, like, down in this little bunker where the jig is up and the... Or one of the jigs. Like, he and always, gone. <laughs> always, he always escapes. <laughs> but they had nothing left, and they were freezing to death, and so he just starts burning his drug money to stay warm. And I was like trying to make a comment on that too, where he was literally down. The only thing they had in there was his suitcases of hundreds or whatever. They're just burning that to stay alive. Uh, more done, better, better done than uh, what we just saw on this show. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. All right. My number four is I have science, no science. <laughs> they try, try to like do scientific terms and everything. And then it's just nonsense. Like, I, I don't know. This this be consistent. Just try to be serious with your science, or just you know be Sharknado or something. Like I don't. I don't this one was trying to be too. It was going back and forth, and I don't really have any examples now. But you know, like Randy Quaid, the, not Randy Quaid. <laughs> that would have been. They should. They should. <laughs> they should go back and recut it. Well, they should have had Randy Quaid fly his plane into the center of the go. storm, and maybe it would have destroyed it. I don't know, but. I like it. <laughs> yeah, like he's you know he's doing all this stuff and he's pulling ice or the cold water down from the troposphere and it's going too fast and so you have all these weird terms and then yeah it's they're running from the cold and the the stupid wolves and the uh, there are some other things where like at one point Jake Gyllenhaal's like oh the the phone lines draw their power directly from you know like starting to be smart with stuff like that and then I wish I could come up with another bad non science thing but it was killing me. Going back and forth, so mainly out running cold. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, uh, uh, pretty bad. Well, so. Cold comes down. Just be consistent. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Scott, number four. Okay, so my number four is uh, <laughs> what I was saying earlier when uh, Mexico opens the borders up. And and because, because, and I quote, America, or the president forgives all of Latin American debt. Oh, he did say yeah. Latin American. Not, not just Mexico. <laughs> all of South Not America. just Mexico, <laughs> but all of, of Latin that's America. True. So that's, I imagine that's the, all of Central America. So I don't know about South mm-hmm. America, but yeah, basically all those countries. Because, you know, <laughs> Mexico would have been like. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Our debt, it, it's cool to get rid of our debt. We need to get rid of everybody else's, too. Yeah. The gringos, they want it. I'll, I'll hold yeah. them. You know, like, I could just see that. Like, <laughs> they opened up their borders. Yeah. Like, it's so, 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 so heavy handed. Uh, it would have been, I think it would have been cooler and better if they were trying to drive that point home about, like, Oh yeah, isn't it funny that like Americans are streaming across the Mexican border? Um, to have it where Mexico just immediately was like, "Hey, we've seen all the shit going on. Like, come on in. Like, <laughs> like we're, we've got stuff set up for you. Like, yeah, like here's some help. Yeah, that would have been. I think that would have been the the better driving the point home. Um, <laughs> forgive all Latin American debt. Yeah, like so. <laughs> that that's that's, and then. You know, I'm I'm not an economist, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure the world economy had just collapsed at that point. 
<laughs> so debt doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, they got suckered. <laughs> we sold them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether that makes the the Mexican government incompetent or the the American super competent for giving away nothing. Uh but uh yeah, just I mean the whole the whole thing about yeah, the Mexicans they show guys cutting open the fence and wading across the river and Yeah. Not to put not to think too much about it because I know they didn't, but <laughs> at, the t- at the time the the bargains made, they don't know that being in a new ice age. I think it's just a bad storm or something, right? So I could see why uh, they would make that deal, but yeah, it's dumb. Yep. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four, and this happened. It was a small moment, but it really like made me do a double take when I saw it. In one of the big scientist rooms, and one scientist is going, well, we've done all the calculations and, and uh, running through it, but the graphs that we have are completely useless, blah, blah, this and that. And then <laughs> it's like, we can't use the old graphs anymore, or something like that. Models. Yeah, they use the term, use the they fucking models. use that term like like 12 times in this movie. And then they switch to another guy, and the other guy goes, your old models are useless. <laughs> like, you dick, he just said that. You son of a bitch. Dramatic science. Yeah. You're like, those models are useless. It's like, why are you coming down on this guy? You're saying the exact same thing. He just said that. I was half expecting him, the camera to go back and go, yeah, yeah I, I I, literally just said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was dying. <laughs> so the room full of people were like, we don't have the models. <laughs> Our model doesn't work, and this model doesn't work. We need the right model. And then Randy Quaid. Damn it, I did it out Useless. Dennis Quaid. Not Randy Quaid. Mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid chimes in. Well, I have a model. <laughs> yeah. He needs to use a computer for 48 hours. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> Get the models from Scotland yeah. where they're drinking. Yeah. Did they die, by the way? I was going to say, I don't think you ever They never come it, back but... to them. I don't know why they couldn't have weathered it out. They still had food and water. And booze. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're dead. But they were in Scotland, right? So, like, they were the top north. They're done. The storm would have broken sooner for them? I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, on uh, my number three, and this is more. This goes back to the what's the point of uh, Quaid going after? But the walking on the glass of the mall or whatever that's supposed to be, and <laughs> first of all, the snow. Like, I, I guess it's different parts, but the the snow is like barely up to the, the stair level, at the, or maybe halfway up the New York Public Library, but it's over the mall wherever they're at. And I guess snow drifts can get higher, but it's. Maybe I missed something here, but it was because they're walking on the glass. That's when it starts breaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the millions of pounds of snow on top of it. Correct. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, it's just it's the, the, unnecessary. It's that it's the last snowflake that causes the avalanche, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. And the just like the glass is like, oh, remember that scene in Jurassic Park where they're all on the glass and it's slowly breaking and. I just, it really, that, I find this movie is like a bad, fun movie to watch. Like, it's so stupid I laugh at it. But this one just frustrated me. Just, this whole thing, uh, yeah. 
and the guy cut no he's cutting himself and he falls to his death inside the mall I think Randy Quaid keeps wiping the snow away to look inside <laughs> just so that we the audience can see what's going on yeah Dennis Quaid too damn it <laughs> I, I blame you Jeff I was fine until you said it hey Clark what you doing in there shitters I can hole. make models I can make models I'm a climatologist all right, Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, number three, um, back, back to the the stupid science. Uh, basically, everything that leads uh, to Randy... God damn it. To, <laughs> to everything that leads to Dennis Quaid's character. It's not Randy, it's Quaid. I don't remember any of these, these people's names, by the way. Um, <laughs> everything that leads to, to him finally being heard by the president. Um, so again, we've got we've gone over that whole uh, scene when they're in the giant room and everybody's chiming in about like, how they don't have the models, um, how you have the stupid chief boss that's like, oh, next time you need to be nicer to the vice president, which is stupid. Uh, but then the the woman shows up from uh, from NASA. Um, I'll mention uh, Tamlin Tamita. That's uh, Kumiko. Yeah. From uh, Karate Kid Part Two, mm. and it's really, her character's like so not not like her character's not weird, but what her character's like the the role she's feeling is so weird. Like Emmerich decided, oh, we need somebody from NASA, but we'll kind of have her like potentially be a love interest or friends with these people, but not really. It it just didn't make any sense, like uh, her character, but. Um, so she shows up, and they they stay up all night to go over the models. But only after <laughs> he Dennis Quaid, who's been ask, act, uh, asking for access to the mainframe, like for some reason he <laughs> wouldn't have access to it to begin with. Like uh, this movie's two thousand four. I'm pretty sure you could have more than like I don't know two or three people on a computer at the same time on on a server. Uh, he's like a senior guy there. He has like his own lab, like. They're paying a shitload of money for him to go off to places, talk to the vice president, but he can't have access to the mainframe, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> well, nobody has access. Yeah, nobody. To Zion. But but then it's like a big deal all of a sudden, where the, the the chief's like, "Okay, fine, you can use the mainframe, but you only have forty eight hours." Like, <laughs> like <laughs> if he uses if he uses the mainframe for more than forty eight hours, then then I don't know, something's gonna explode or. Or, mm-hmm. or, that would have been funny if there was a, a running clock. Yeah, AOL's gonna like call them up and let them know that the bills due. Like, I, I don't know what, like, why, why forty eight hours? Like, like, okay, <laughs> you know. And then what happens after forty eight hours? You know, after this, I'm putting somebody else on the case. Like, you're off, you're off the ice. Like, it doesn't, it never, it just doesn't make any sense. Just trope after trope. Yeah, I, I'll. I'm not defending it, like I said, all, but I'll say one thing. I know, like, weather pattern prediction is the most CPU-intensive thing there is. And so I, I, I'm say the government has this super lab of server farms, and they it's not only weather they need to do, they need to do whatever. So, And at this point, they're not taking them seriously enough. So I can see that, kind of, I, I guess. But, yeah, they're just trying to make it for dramatic tension yeah. for no freaking reason. And the time limit definitely doesn't make sense. <laughs> and- he finally, he finally gets heard. 
And he's like, all right, guys, I'm fucking off. I'm going to find my son, which I'm going to say about in a minute. But <laughs> we need more models. Yeah. Like, would, wouldn't it be better if the scientist that figured this all out was around to, I don't know, maybe help, you know, verify when stuff was ending or if it was going to get worse? But no. I mean, I think that's kind of the problem with a movie like this because what do you get? You can't fight it. It's not like, I guess, Armageddon or one of those where you, you try to blow up. But I, he predicted it. You guys didn't listen to me. Now it's going to happen. And they had to have something for him to do. But it's just so ridiculous. Like, I think, I think, what do you guys said at the very beginning? They just wanted to make a weather movie with cool computers. And they just I, did all the effects and they put a story I, in I there. I like that Roland Emmerich did get that out of his system, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I didn't. <laughs> I'm not done with nature yet. Yeah, nature, nature is the bad guy. All right, uh, where are we at now? Threes. Alex. Uh, Alex, number three. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, my number three is the personification of the weather. <laughs> the whole it's like, oh, the the cold is out to get you. Yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me. Well, the second most thing that stood out to me in the trailer, and then in the movie, and I was like, "Really? No, <laughs> it's just no." Yeah, that goes back to the science, no science thing. Like I think at the beginning when he was talking about how the stream has changed because there's too much fresh water because the ice caps are melting. Like they kind of started out with some science stuff, and then yeah, it yeah. just. Yeah, well, he's gonna get you. Take this, Hollywood son. <laughs> oh, two people trying to have sex in the office building. You're gone. Bleh. I like. To, yeah, I like how there was this whole like <laughs> crew of California people that they introduced that just they fucking get killed. Like, okay, I guess we don't have to care about California anymore. Yeah. And I'm surprised that I, the the janitor wasn't like, didn't have his headphones on vacuuming the floor the whole time while the tornadoes hit. And then, <laughs> that would have been perfect. A... Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was close enough, yeah, but yeah. it's still. <sighs> All right. Well, on to my number two. My, these last two, which I've already mentioned twice now, but now they're officially on the list, is the goddamn wolves. Like, as <laughs> my number two, too. Oh, my God. What? What? I, I just... <laughs> Think they showed this to some executives, and they're like, "Well, it's not. They need more to happen here. What if wolves escaped the zoo? Like, I, was, what the fuck? Was, of all the things, <laughs> was John Peters involved with this? Yeah, I know. Seriously, what the? Why? Did they... <laughs> to talk him down from spiders, ice yeah. spiders. What the mm-hmm. hell did wolves? Have? What? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I think ever in a movie. It's... It's cold front. It's not enough. We have to have wolves escape the zoo. Mm-hmm. First of all, they don't explain. I don't know if some guy just opened the padlock and took off. Um, <laughs> the wolves, they've escaped. Oh, so, so they go back, realize the wolves are gone. But what do they do with all those other animals? Pretty sure they're all dead. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we came back to, to verify that, that, that all these animals are still there but are going to die. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the wolves die in the cold, too. Yeah. And I like how the wolves turned into raptors. I mean, that scene in the boat was pretty much <laughs> Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're willing to hurl themselves so hard into, into metal doors that they bleed. 
I know. I'm surprised they didn't open a door. Like it was so just, bad. Just put the pop. It's kind of like, like the tap tap tap. Like yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so when I was watching this, I swore because you know when the girl cuts her leg on the when they're saving the people from the cab or whatever. I think that was an insert. I don't think that was supposed to happen. Because she never mentions her leg again until the end of the movie. So, well, there's I'm like, there's like, a... yeah, it would have been very easy because there's just the one little scene in the uh, in the library where she kind of goes, eh. yeah, yeah. So I think it was just at the end, and they're like, okay, we didn't have wolves, so why would they go back out? Okay, she cut herself. We'll just put a sh- how'd she cut herself? Oh, she hit on a car underwater. Like, it just felt so forced, and it's just so ridiculous. Like I know in a movie about cold. Also, I like how she saves these people, and then you kind of see them, and then that's it. Yeah, and they left with the other. They left people the other people, and library. then yeah, but <laughs> then they but they're like, it. oh, it would be too mean to show them be dead now. But that's exactly what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how they kind of make the the library security guard like the bad guy. He doesn't fucking know what to do. Well, yeah. I feel bad. Like that's that's like the only character I actually like like empathize with I'm like he's, yeah. he's a cop he's just trying to help these people he's trying to do right by yeah. them I know but they almost make him feel like the bad guy yeah, yeah like he yeah. doesn't fucking know and I like how they have that whole fucking scene where they're in the underpass and they're like well we gotta move on and they you know some people have frozen to death overnight yep yeah. never see these people again I guess they're dead you know just, dead. just like the Scotland people you know just, just the way this movie treats people <laughs> like Jeff said no you, you do see the cop frozen where? When uh, when Randy Quaid and the other guy come <laughs> come into New York, I should I thought it was just I thought it was just all random bodies. No, that was one of them was the cop, the one that they uncover first. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Alex. I, I think you're full I of crap. think so, but I'm not sure. That's one of those scenes where you're just kind of showing everyone's white. That's what I got. I was still angry. Yeah. I'm still angry that they walked by the Statue of Liberty, which makes no sense. You know, you haven't driven from Philadelphia past the Statue of Liberty on the way in? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, they overshot a little bit. Well, maybe if, if it's frozen over, it's a, it's a better drought, a better route. Yeah. They, they were coming. Yeah, direct they were coming. They were coming the west. Slides, the rest, the wolf stocks. They were, they were heading west. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah. Anyway. So my number two, the wolves, the most ridiculous thing I think ever in a movie. Uh, they looked like shit in the trailers, and they looked like shit in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not even saying how badly they were done. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like these look fucking terrible. Yeah, every every once in a while you'll see something in a trailer, like for a movie or video game, and you'll think, oh, it's there's still a while before this comes out, so hopefully they'll yeah. shore that up, and then, <laughs> nope, find it. You should have shore up that writing. Um, all right, Scott, number two. Number two, uh, as we've already established, Quaid basically goes to New York for no reason. <laughs> You're shortening to just Quaid, <laughs> yeah, just Quaid. Right? so yeah. you can't be yep. wrong. <laughs> uh, he, he goes, and I like how he busts in, and him and his, and his friend that have gone to rescue them, and his other friend's dead, so that's horrible. They're now an extra pair of mouths to feed and people to keep warm. And the fact he's actually objectively made things worse for his son. Um, 
they they hand wave it by saying, "Oh, we've got we've got a message from uh, from Doctor Quaid. I don't know, fuck it, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> saying he, he made it to New York. Uh, like, well, that it's probably the radio the kid made. the The other kid. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, they they were fine. Like they're as good as they were gonna be, and then, and then Quaid starts marching them past the Statue of Liberty again. He's trying to get them killed. He's marching them east. Was he taking them to London? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Why was he going past the Statue of Liberty again, or towards the Statue of Liberty? It makes no sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And yeah, like Jeff pointed out, the. They're in a tent sometimes. You know, there's a, there's only the one scene where they have to outrun the cold. But, yeah, just ex- general exposure would have been horrible. Uh, also, just slightly related to, all the, related to all this, was the the unneeded action scene in the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Where he's jumping over the gap. Jumps over the crack. Gotta save these ice samples. <laughs> so stupid. Like, I no longer care about you, dude. <laughs> You're willing to die for some some ice samples, which, by the way, don't don't help anything. It doesn't matter, just as far as the plot goes. <laughs> models are useless. Just to show that he's a rogue scientist. Like I don't I don't know why any of that was necessary. I also like in true movie fashion how the 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 shelf breaks, but the part they're standing on is fine. Like once they get over, like once they're on the one side of the crack, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. God. That's how it works. Yeah. The one shelf breaks off and sinks into the ocean. The other one's fine. Yeah. So this movie clocks in at almost, you know, again, not counting credits, clocks in at almost two hours. Um. Yeah, they could have cut a half hour to this, easily. Yeah. They Agreed. Could've, they could have cut a lot of this movie. It shouldn't have made it. Um. All right, <laughs> Alex, number two. Uh, CGI wolves. Dinner for CGI wolf. <laughs> I was just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. it's like, oh, there's got to be some medicine on that ship. It's like, yeah, or the CVS that's probably down the street. Did you guys check for that? Well, I think it's I under. It's underwater or under snow. Yeah, I guess, but still. Also, to be in the boat. also, I'm. You know, I've never been to New York, but I'm guessing a giant fucking tanker is is too wide to fit down any of the avenues they have to actually make it that far into the city. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. There are some wider streets there, but I've only been to New York a couple times. I think a couple, like where the New York Public Library is, which is Midtown, maybe, but yeah, it was a stretch. Whatever, that's a cool little shot, I think. For this movie... I thought it, I thought it'd been happened. awesome if the ship never came back in the story. If they just showed it floating up, as like a like holy shit, look at this thing. Yeah, but th- maybe, maybe it was, and then the wolf thing happened. <laughs> well, I like it. The only reason it stops is because it hit a bus underwater. Yeah. Like really, a bus is going to stop it? Yeah, it did. I was waiting for the bus to explode. No, I know it stopped <laughs> it. it sh- <laughs> underwater. Listen, a bus would not stop that giant fucking boat and the current and all that other shit. It got wedged in there, and it wasn't going that fast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm defending. I know. I'll let you have that one. 
Okay, my number one is just outrunning the cold. So freaking ridiculous. Not only that, like the kids are running away from it, and it's the walls are freezing, and they run and they have to slam the door in front of it and put a <laughs> latch the door. And I'm like, what the? It's fuck? getting in somehow. <laughs> so stupid. Turn off the air don't, conditioning. T- damn it! Don't, don't make eye contact with it. Yeah. Like, don't blink. It can't get you if you don't blink. Yeah. Don't look at any mirrors. Like, I think that when the helicopters went into the eye and it was so cold it froze the gasoline, like, I I think that's a cool concept, right? It's that cold. and I, I, Although I think they would have froze to death before. Yes, like, yes, helicopter yes. Super insulated that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, they would have froze before the gasoline did. Yeah. <laughs> right. But whatever. Like, it's, I, I, I can accept that, okay? It's this movie, that, that shit's going to happen. But outrunning it and then yeah. closing the door and... Also, I think just because something's cold, it doesn't turn to ice. Like I don't. Yeah, I didn't understand how the moisture. whole inside of the library was was, was snowed over. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, the flag what freezing, the condensation and from the body heat, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Moisture in the air? Nope, it was library. Yeah. And then when the cold comes, they lock it. Put more books on. Put more books on. And I'm like, holy shit, you're gonna put out the fire. You gotta let it breathe. <laughs> <laughs> also, they couldn't. They couldn't. They they were in there for, I don't know. I feel like they would have. That fire would not have been going by the time Dennis Quaid showed up. I th- yeah, public library. You have enough books to burn. No, no, but they they didn't go back out again though. I don't think that they had stocked up. Oh, in that room. Yeah, You're right. Okay. Yeah. All the text law. <laughs> Bob Labas, Loblog. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a this is a nitpick, which I don't know why I'd even nitpick this movie. But when Quaid comes over, and he's like, "Where are they? We're standing on. We're here. I'm sorry, like you know." And then he's like, "Well, I'll take a few more steps and look." You know, just... <laughs> yeah. But there shouldn't have been a chimney with smoke coming out. Yeah. Or I they also were... noticed that. <laughs> or they would have been dying of asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah. So... Monoxide. Yeah, I, I was I was half expecting when he when he when uh, Hall knocks it in. The, the chimney and like snow comes down him to turn around and be like well we're fucked because there's no ventilation because it's all full of snow <laughs> but nope I guess there was enough they found a way yeah. but yeah I like think uh, Quaid's brain damaged friend the whole time is like you know your son's probably dead right <laughs> <laughs> I'll still go along with you but you know it's probably not gonna matter <laughs> your brain damaged friend um, all right, that's my number one, Scott. Number one, uh, some of the weather effects are pretty cool. It's not bad CGI. Like everything, like when the New York, sh- like Manhattan shorelines being overrun by water, at least initially, uh, the tornadoes in LA. But goddamn, the CGI wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Just unnecessary from a plot standpoint. The 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 the. the you know, we've we've already we've already talked about how horrible these things are, um, and how stupidly they act, and how stupidly the the humans react to them. Um, but you know the, the thing that that makes for good like natural disaster movies is is not the the action sequences. It's the it's like the interpersonal drama. Uh, think think about some of the the better ones like uh, Poseidon Adventure. If you guys I don't know if you've ever seen the original one. Stop spoiling my list. Oh, sorry. Uh, the 
I mean, even, even the remake is, is, is not bad. Uh, but those those are really great because people get thrown in these situations. It's high tense. Um, you know, kind of like you know, Jurassic Park does this, where a lot of the fun comes in with throwing these people together. Um, this is just... Just the... Again, they just based... They, yeah. they wanted to make these scenes and then just built a plot around it. And the wolves yeah. just add nothing. <laughs> Don't they, Scott? No. I mean, they can't just go over to a ship that's floating into downtown Manhattan and get some penicillin for their friend. Yeah, th- th- better like is... saving people that died. Also, I, again, I don't know anything about New York. I don't know what zoo they busted out of. I don't know how far that was. New York Zoo. The one from Madagascar. Bronx Zoo. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's it's a very much a kind of steamed ham situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean to tell me at this time of day, at this time of year, that these wolves are in the exact same spot as these people on the ship? Yes. <laughs> Could I have one? No. Could I see no. it? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Alex, number one. My number one, and this is something Roland Emmerich does really well. It's pretty much the one thing. He, he, he knows how to destroy the Earth. And yep. the visuals are all, like, really cool, especially for the time. Like, we've mentioned the tornadoes. Those look great. Uh, all the weather effects and everything look pretty good. Uh, but my favorite was thinking, it's like, damn, that's really cool, was when the ship was floating along. And they had, even though as implausible as it is for that bus to stop that giant tanker, it did look cool, that underwater shot of the giant thing. And you can you get a real sense of scale and scope. Because that big, you know, buoy or ball or whatever at the bottom of the ship is, like, crushing that bus. And that's what kind of finally stops it. Yeah. So, yeah, that shot especially, you get, like, <laughs> everybody just seeing it out the window. Just, like, slowly crawling across. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, to add to that, when the flood comes in and they're in the New York Public Library, are they supposed to be underwater for a while? Like, was it, were they like in an aquarium or something for a little bit? Was that supposed to be happening there? I don't get it. Well, downstairs where he was using the phone, yeah, that all got flooded. All right, but it was never all the way up past the stairs. Yeah, it wasn't. I was, I was, I was actually a little confused as to the architecture of the library because they spent a long, a lot of time in like one of those big rooms, which might have been on the second floor. Probably not the third floor, based on like the high ceiling. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've been to the New York Public Library, and you definitely have to go up a big bunch of steps to right. get into it. And I, but I don't remember. But if it went underwater, I wonder if the ghost from uh, Ghostbusters was down there. <laughs> I'm still in, confused in as to why they decided to leave the. Uh, the apartment building once they saw how shitty it was outside. <laughs> Because they wanted to get the guy's brother, which you never hear about again. Oh, yeah, that that's, guy's, that guy's family's fucking dead. <laughs> there, there's, yeah, there's about a 0% chance they're still alive because they're out, they out skiing somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh, then they're definitely. Yeah, yeah. They were already someplace cold. Yeah, they're yeah. dead. Also, At least his dad. We well, said he was there with his stepmom. I thought he was his little brother with him that I was confused on. Oh, the little brother's the one that were going, that they were going to pick up. Oh, yeah, okay. he was coming home from school or something. Oh, yeah, that poor bastard's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. 
Uh, also, um, going back to geography again. So the the the, the one Scotland researcher, um, his his wife and his baby went off to Spain for reasons. Um, I'm I think like if if you're going above like the equator, Spain's somewhere like level with like I don't know like uh Georgia or something like that. Like it's up there. Yeah, yeah they're dead. Yeah, they're they're in the storm. <laughs> like yeah, the, I I would I think he would know that. Like I think people thought that oh, Spain is one of those Latin American countries. <laughs> yeah. They no longer owe money to the United <laughs> States. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, God. I think it's even more north than Georgia. Well, yeah, like my my geography's horrible, but my you know my point is that it's definitely way further north than like the Latin American countries. Yeah, um, yeah. It's Job going to Portugal in South America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to think about that one. Damn it. <laughs> All right, I'm bringing up a map here since obviously we're West Coast Cali kids. We don't know New York. Could you walk? I'm trying to think if you could walk from Philadelphia and pass the Statue of Liberty. I don't. I don't think Philly's actually that far from New York. Like, no, it's not. Speaking, but yeah. would you walk by the Statue of Liberty? No, fucking, no you wouldn't. Uh, maybe if you had those Oscar Bluth walking sticks. So they, they uh, so I could see if they were like just trying to navigate somehow by. I I don't know how. Uh, but as the wolf stuff, yeah. Like I said, but the one guy had had like the GPS device, and it would have told him if they were going too far east. They're like, oh, like oh, we're we're past like. Scott, I think you. It's possible you would walk by the Statue of Liberty on the way to New York, from Philadelphia. Because remember, the, the water uh, is frozen over. All right, listeners. <laughs> feel, feel free to, to chime in on this as I, I'm totally willing to admit I'm wrong, but just I think at the, New York is east of, of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's southeast though. So if you were and, and, the, and Statue of Liberty is south of Manhattan, right? So Manhattan goes down south. It's I'm not saying it's the best approach, right. but I think but it's just just when he, when they're walking in though, they're heading west. Okay, well if they're heading west, then that's dumb. <laughs> okay, but the Statue of Liberty looked really cool frozen. <laughs> also, I'm I'm googling at at what temperature does gasoline freeze? Um, here it's saying negative seventy degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so, their their science was like more correct than it needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Are we done here? Any honorable mentions? My one was uh, Kumiko. Yep. It took me a while to figure. I had to look it up. Like I know this girl's familiar. And then when it popped up, I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, cool that she was in this movie. Uh, her character again, just there for exposition, pretty much. Yeah. You know all those uh, when they show shots of Mexico and they have those makeshift tents and offices and everything for the vice president. Uh, yeah, I don't think that would have happened. I think people would have just yeah, opened the doors. It's like, here, just go into, you know, Pedro's house over here. Go into Jose's house. <laughs> they, don't got, they don't got room for that shit. Jorge. Yeah. Well, at least they don't in Baja California and Tijuana. You guys have been there. There's 
houses on like every hill. There's no, there's no way. Well, I think if, when you go south of Texas, there's got to be some like wasteland, desert area. Yeah, oh, maybe. Like south of Arizona. Yeah, but New still. Mexico. Just guessing. I don't know though. Yeah. Um, Otto, Otto mentioned to the South Park episode that that was making <laughs> yeah, fun of directly. <laughs> makes fun of this. Yeah, when he drew the line, it's like any person above this line is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the, the South Park one where they eventually he's like, "Oh, people over here are definitely dead, but people over here in this region." He draws a big circle and he ends up just drawing a giant penis on the map. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like how he draws this line, and nobody like holds up a hand and says like, can, "Is it possible we get like a slightly more accurate line rather than you just like?" Dragging yeah. a sharpie across the United States, like, <laughs> nope, that's it. Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, but yeah, the South Park episode's so good. They, they all, the three of them, pull on like all the the snow gear, but it's like ninety degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. One guy's like, "I'm so hot." <laughs> Somebody else says, "Oh, it's the first sign of hypothermia." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's uh uh. uh Kyle's dad that says, uh, "Oh, we should we should take all our clothes off and huddle together for warmth." <laughs> and Stan or uh, Randy says, "Don't be gay." <laughs> yeah. Get up, so to All right, uh, it's time to go to our crossover. Oh, do we rate it first? I forgot how we do this. Yeah, we rate yeah, it. We do. <laughs> right. I've only done like two hundred and something of these. All right. We rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Um, I seven. Will, <laughs> I will go first. Um, God, I don't know how to. I had a hard time with this one because obviously I, I don't like it, but I still in, I found it more enjoyable than some of the other crap that we've done. Uh, so I think a three. I I almost thought about a four because I enjoy it on how bad it is. For me, it is one of those it's bad to watch. You know, it's so bad it's good type things. But it's still, it's the wolves. You know, screw it. I'm changing <laughs> to a wolves. four. I had a lot of fun ragging on this movie. So therefore, I give it a four. Scott. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to hold to the, the Dune Mendoza line here. Um. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad, but uh, definitely not a four. Um, you know, I <laughs> it it was you know I I agree it was fun to rang on it, uh, but I'd rather just enjoy it and not be angry. So yeah, this is getting a three. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be worse. All right, Alex. Um, yeah. This movie's bland, but it's got really some cool visuals. There's a couple shots that I can cherry pick that are, you know, okay. Uh, I don't care for anybody, but I can see myself at a party going, okay, <laughs> let's take a shot every time we think somebody's dead that they don't mention again in the movie. Um, I still got to give it a three just based on the movie itself. All right. Fair enough. All right, uh, for our crossover list this week, we did top uh, natural disasters that take place in movies. So it doesn't have to be a natural disaster movie itself, but it oh, could be. That's what or, I did. Oh. I thought it was top natural disaster movies. Anyways. Oh. 
Well, we, we said in, in movies. But anyway, it's yeah. most of mine are that too. So uh, going along those lines, and I had a hard time because I haven't seen many natural disaster movies, and I couldn't think of any for anyone. But number five, you're going to give me shit for it, but I don't care because they are real and they exist and they're natural. So therefore, ID4, natural disaster movie, aliens killing everybody. I don't like that. That's my number five. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're real? I like yeah. how Jeff qualifies it at the end, and I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I consider ID four. No, it's not a natural. No. Yes, they're <laughs> aliens. An movie. They're they're no, aliens. It's an action movie. It's not a disaster movie. <laughs> no, the aliens themselves are natural disaster. No, Jeff. Yes, they Jeff. are. I don't care. Well, you could you could count every Godzilla movie as my pick for every one of these. Then you could it's the same thing. So, so no, Jeff, I'm I'm going but to. Uh, I'm going to allow it just because there might be an argument about my number one. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh. Okay, let me ask you this. Would you consider locusts eating all our food and making us starve to death as a natural disaster movie? Yeah, they're not aliens. But the damn line happens in the movie. They're like locusts. They're there's no planet. They move on. It's the same <laughs> they're thing. Like, they're like locusts. Nope. <laughs> they not are locusts. It counts. And they're not. <laughs> they're, they have conscious thought. They're sentient beings. No, they're not. Locusts, not really. They're just eating they, machines. They also send up uh, guys that fly crop dusters into like F-14. So... <laughs> Stupid Let's take it all. I mean, Randy Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Take it all with a grain, of, grain of salt. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sticking with it. That's my number five. <laughs> Scott. Fine. Uh, my number five is... I really didn't want to put Twister on here, but uh, yeah, the final tornado from Twister. Uh, I, I still... I wouldn't go so far as to say it's iconic, but uh, it still was a, a cool shot sequence when at the very end they have to, like, Hitch themselves to a water main, and uh, to keep from being pulled away, and basically just have like a belt that's holding them there, and they're getting pulled off the ground. And, um, not completely believable, but but still cool. Like I think the water main idea was cool. Like the fact that you just basically had this thing that was just really fucking solidly built into the ground. Uh, it was just a matter of them getting their limbs ripped off. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Twister. <laughs> Remember what a big fucking deal Twister was when that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Movie's great. No, I don't think it's aged well. <laughs> Probably not. No. I saw it once in the theater. I haven't seen it since, but I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Paxton, it. Yeah. In Paxton, we trust. <laughs> All right, Alex, what's your number five? My number five is the uh, molten metal core at the center of our Earth stop, stopping from rotating. In the movie The Core, starring Tom Jane. It stopped rotating? Yeah. Hillary Schwank. And that's why they all they had to uh, build this super train that can go all the way down there and set off explosions <laughs> in a timed manner so that it gets rotating again. Core was train! Was there a South Park spoof on this, too? Probably. Mm, no, not really. I think there was. But Del- Delroy Lindo pretty much has the answer to uh, what you call renewable energy, 
right? And nobody's and he's a defunct scientist that nobody wants to fund. It's like, are you kidding me? You just apply heat to this thing and it produces energy like a massive amount. Uh, I think out of <laughs> I I have uh, a thing from Armageddon here, but uh, we should do like a back to back like Armageddon and the core, and see which one is dumber. <laughs> I'm willing to bet it's, it's still going to be Armageddon. It's Armageddon. Yeah, it's pretty 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 sure it's going to be Armageddon. But we'll, we'll have, to have see. you seen that little clip of uh, Ben Affleck doing the commentary for that movie? I've it's rolling around the internet. I've heard the story about like how he pointed out to um, <laughs> to Michael Bay the thing that everybody else points out, which is yeah. wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers than the other way around. Yeah. And he brought that to uh, Michael Bay's attention and asked him why. And Michael Bay said, fuck you, that's why. And then they went along with the yeah. movie. <laughs> and then he ran off the screen embarrassed because he didn't know how to, he forgot his lines when he was promoting the Sony television. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Affleck, that clip is great. He's like, There's, it's a drill. Just put it at the ground and turn it on. I mean, they're astronauts. How hard could it be? Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, or at least just send like Bruce Willis up. Like I don't know what the rest of them need to be there. Mm-hmm. No, I need my. Crew. I need my. Yeah, I need my, my team. team. I need my crew. Boom, baby. Anyways, last thing, <laughs> last thing I'll say about the core is that the metal that Deborah Lindo creates that makes this ener- renewable energy it's called unobtainium. Not joking. Uh, not dolomite. Nope, <laughs> not dolomite. Got way too much power. Wait, unobtainium isn't that from the Avatar movies too? <laughs> I swear Is to God, it? yeah, it's from. No, I've never seen Avatar. No, it's, it's, I, yeah. I've not seen Avatar, but it's definitely from Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. They got James Cameron is riffing off the core now. <laughs> this is where things. <laughs> this is where we are in 2019, or when when that movie came out, 2017. We're in the weirdest spot. Po- Twelve. No. The core came out a long time ago. That's when DJ Qualls was Avatar. famous here. Yeah. Avatar. Oh, Avatar. Avatar's Twelve too, I think, or ten. It's been a while. All right. Uh, on to my number four, uh, Alex or Scott already mentioned. I was gonna say all the tornadoes and Twister. Um, it was a cool little movie with you know that's special effects are still relatively new. The uh, CGI, I should say, relatively new, and the cow floating around. Remember all that stuff. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the movie theater. I really don't remember it very well, but remember the tornadoes being pretty damn cool. So that's my number four. Scott. Uh, just real quick. Uh, so The Core came out in 2003. So it came out before this. Uh, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't Tom Jane. It was Aaron Eckhart. Oh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, that's right. Two-Face himself. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so my number four. The same guy. <laughs> Uh, my number four is uh, Mount Vesuvius exploding in the last days of Pompeii. I actually don't remember any of those sequences, if they were good or bad. I just remember the movie. Uh, Wait, is this the one with Jon Snow or like an old No, movie? no, no. Okay, so there was there was some movie called <laughs> Pompeii that, yeah, that had Jon Snow and uh, Jack Bauer. Oh, yeah. That's um cool. That I didn't watch. I mean, okay. It looked, it looked, it looked completely mediocre. But uh, <laughs> no, we watched this in Latin. 
Latin class. Yeah, okay. And, and yeah. Uh, Alex and I have been laughing about this for 20 <laughs> years now. Uh, there is a scene in this movie where... <laughs> so it takes place in Vesuvius before, before Pompeii blows up. Spoilers. Uh, Wait, what? <gasps> I know. Um, reverse that. Well, reverse that, though. Did you say it takes place in Monsuvius before Pompeii oh, oh, blew Pompeii up? Blew before Pompeii, well, I, I meant, <laughs> yeah. I meant like before it gets covered in lava and, and ash and stuff. Um, it takes place in Pompeii before Vesuvius blows up. There you go. Did I say it took place in Vesuvius? Yes, yeah. before Pompeii yeah. blew up. Whatever. Uh, the, uh, so this movie again is a period piece, <laughs> ancient Rome, and Ned Beatty's in it. <laughs> as a as a wealthy uh, fish oil or uh, fish oil fish sauce fish sauce merchant, um, mm-hmm. and he has a, a personal gladiator that he sponsors, and the gladiator does something in an arena, and Ned Beatty walks over to him, and the, the gladiator whose name is Gar, and Ned Beatty walks over to him and says, "Gar, you magnificent fuck." <laughs> This is the senior. I didn't know that was from that. I heard you guys say yeah, that. A senior lot. year, yeah. senior in high school, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Alex and I laughed for forty-five minutes for the entire period. We laughed. We yeah. laughed when we watched the rest of it, even though that scene had definitely come and gone. Uh, yeah, I wrote that in somebody's yearbook, not the gar part. <laughs> you said fuck. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I don't remember anything else. It was like this miniseries. Uh, there was something about s- like slaves escaping and and the volcano. Volcano, yeah, I guess the vo- the volcano <laughs> finally erupted or whatever. But just that line from Ned Beatty. <laughs> Ned Beatty's definitely been in like four movies ever, and we saw one of them in Latin class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good, Mr. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. Otisburg. All right, uh, Alex, number Otisburg. four. Uh, my number four is uh, mining from South Park, but this is <laughs> this is completely making fun of an Emmerich movie. Not the day after tomorrow. Not that episode. A different one where it takes place in a microcosm uh, on uh, I think it's Greg's or one of the other class kids' heads because everybody has lice and you see the story play out from their perspective. <laughs> so the disaster hits when <laughs> he finally gets some <laughs> some of that red, some lice shampoo, and it completely decimates their society. <laughs> People start melting and stuff in the oh, in the lice shampoo. It's fantastic. <laughs> you guys should watch that episode if you haven't already. It's I, great. I, I remember seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> all this green goop starts going over the hair follicles, and all the lice kids are like, "Hey, what's that?" He's like, oh, I wouldn't touch that if I were you. He puts his hand in there. Ah! And there's this nice skeleton hand that he bro- brings up. And then the rest of it melts. Uh, it's hilarious. I thought you were going to mention from South Park the smug yeah. <laughs> episode. <laughs> that one, too. <laughs> all the what is it, all the electric car hybrid drivers are smug. Yeah, they sniff yeah. their own farts. <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number three, which is... Uh, you guys may not count this one, too, but... I have Outbreak. 
Do you consider disease a natural I th- disaster? I thought about it. I think so. I thought about it. I think, I, I think this one counts. I thought you'd bust my chops if I did it, so I didn't. But <laughs> Well, I did Alien, so I can't bust I, anyone's I, chops. <laughs> but there you go. All right, well, Outbreak. Uh, it's, I don't really like those movies because they're a little too real for me, but that one I did remember liking. Um, I don't think we've done that episode. Maybe we should add it to our list. Nope. I really liked Dustin Hoffman and... Rene Rousseau. Rene Rousseau and Cuba Gooding Jr. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. Got to find that. It's probably, I'm sure the science in that is really bad. Got to find the monkey. and. Whatever. Well, there's a helicopter chase in it because, you know, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's got Donald Sutherland and uh, Morgan, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Kevin yeah. Spacey. Oh, crap. That's quite the cast. Yeah. I don't remember all those people. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, sure. Uh, okay. He's the one that gets the the monkey virus or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, yeah, he's the one that getting... initially fucks the monkey and then yep. everybody else gets AIDS. I wasn't going to go there, but... Uh... <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Out- Outbreak. It's a good uh, disease movie. I don't know if it's a natural disaster, but I'm adding it because I couldn't think of any. <laughs> Alex, or Scott, number three. Uh, number three is uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Um, oh, I still haven't seen. So it. I, I like the, the the way they go about the natural disaster here, where like pretty much all these other movies, like that's what's front and center. In this movie, it's just kind of looming over everything. Um, there's no solving it, so it's it's the movie's just about what the people are doing in their in their final days. Um, and I I like that. Yeah, again, there was no super stupid science or anything like that. Um, and then the the way that uh, at the end when, um, you know when it's basically meteors are hitting the planet or well they never hundred percent explain what's happening, but it's, it's kind of implied, um, mm-hmm. and they they finally come, and uh, rather than be like melodramatic, um, it is kind of more bittersweet, and uh, yeah I I recommend uh, this movie. Um, it's got Steve Carell and Keira Knightley, and uh, it's a pretty easy watch. It's got some funny things in it. Hmm. All right, yeah, I've never heard of that. Alex, number three. My number three is Dante's Peak. <sighs> uh, I just saw it a few months ago. Good this movies. Good grandma. Yeah, good grandma. There's a good grandma. <laughs> <laughs> nice grandma. Sit, grandma. Sit. Good grandma. <laughs> Yeah, Grandma was the stupid chief in this one. Oh, this mountain! Oh, this mountain! would tell me she'd let me know if it was blowing. There's no way in hell I'm leaving my wood cabin up here. And she almost kills everybody, but she sacrifices herself in Acid Lake. So, yeah, the movie's cool. It's entertaining. So this is one of those like where they had two movies came out at the exact same time. They're the same thing. Yeah, kinda. It was this and then Volcano, which is far more ridiculous. Yeah. Is this the one with uh, James Bond? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thomas Crown, himself. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're on to my number two. Yep. All right. And I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think I am. And it's the first one that came to my list where it's not a natural disaster movie, but there's a natural disaster in the movie, and it's fire in Bambi. Does that count? All right. 
Yeah, that counts. I mean, yeah. Isn't there a big natural fire and they well, separate everybody? Man causes it. Oh. Well, man sucks. Man does suck. Yeah. All right, well, then it's not natural disaster. Anyway, <laughs> Fire and Bambi, number two. I have not seen this since the movie theaters, and I was like three years old, so I don't even know what the hell's going on, but there you go. <laughs> Scott, number two. All right. Uh, my number two, uh, I, t- I didn't want to put this on my list either, but Armageddon. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Armageddon 2, Armageddon. Yeah. yeah. Work on that title. Uh, the When the meteorites are falling initially, that's pretty cool. Um, but just the the idea of this this thing in space, um, how they go about it is is like completely idiotic. But uh, I mean, it's it's a real thing that could happen. <laughs> uh, it almost did happen a couple weeks ago. Uh, they, I mean, this story come, stories about these things come up every once in a while. You know, I I don't know how close close actually is. But seventy thousand miles. Yeah, it's like relatively close because space is so huge, but not that close. I mean, seventy thousand miles sounds pretty close, actually. But uh, yeah, it was scary. People didn't find out about it until like two or three days before it was gonna come. Honestly, to honestly, us. I think that would be the best way. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you gonna do about it? Blow it up? No, no, it's you, not don't, you don't. You want people like, like, basically, <laughs> we would wreck the planet in the three days before it came. Yeah, <laughs> we knew. exactly. There's no... <laughs> the meteor would go like, oh, this place is already fucked up. <laughs> and then it would change course. <laughs> is that the plan? Yeah. <laughs> just going to get out and push. You, you move everybody to one side of the planet and everybody jumps up and down at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about as much science in the movie we just watched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Armageddon. Why not? Um, and Armageddon, yeah. Oh man, uh, I forget why they said so. In Armageddon, they the reason they had to drill was that the the fault line had to be like precise, right? Otherwise, yeah, they split the meteor in half so that it would the two parts would miss the Earth. Okay, after it got blown apart. Was it that, or or is it they just became small enough pieces that they would burn in the atmosphere and not? I think I think they had to split a uh, they had to split up, and then they would each like veer off because of the okay the explosion. Although I saw gravity, I think that would fuck up the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> there's the, there's no way the Earth would have survived well, even if well with the meteors missed. Well, I, I like the, well. I, I just meant like we would never go into space ever again, because there'd be so much shit circling the planet. It'd be impossible oh, to get anything out of there. Too, that too, yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's from one of my favorite Star Wars books, where Thrawn releases a bunch of asteroids in our atmosphere, cloaked, and you don't know. You, you, so they were afraid to leave the atmosphere, or they had to op- they couldn't open the shields because they thought they were going to come in. Yeah, cool. Mm. Watch it, read it. Was he trying to steal air from the planet? He was not. <laughs> He was trying to keep all the Republic locked down in Coruscant while he did other stuff. Interesting. Uh, yeah? Smart guy that Thrawn. Yeah. From what I've been told. <laughs> uh, anyways, Armageddon. Just, you fucking Thrawn. Yeah. Uh, just the, the... the More the general concept, I guess. 
that they actually actually see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Twister. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Helen Hunt, Paxton. It can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> what I remember, there's a Star Wars quote in that movie. And that's, when did Twister come out? Like, 94, 95? And it's kind of before the, the special editions and the prequels yeah. came out. Yeah. The guy makes a, say, a statement like, that's no moon, that's a space station. I was like, yeah, it's Star Wars, yeah! That's all I really remember about that movie. All right, uh, my number one um, is not Armageddon, but it is Deep Impact. I like that one more, although I don't really remember it very much. And it's got Elijah Wood and I just remember at some Morgan point Freeman. Elijah Wood like outruns a natural disaster on his motorbike, right? Yeah, yeah, like up a hill. There we go. In the snow, both ways. <laughs> I just I couldn't choose Armageddon. That movie's awful. So Deep Impact is on here. Because, like you said, that is the most realistic of a natural disaster, I guess, that would really mess us up, And uh, besides aliens. And, uh, yeah, deep, <laughs> deep Impact, my number one. Scott? Uh, my number one uh, is Superman. So, Lex Luthor oh. uses missiles to cause a natural disaster. Uh, he's going to break off the, nice. the East Coast by blowing up uh, all the fault lines. Speaking of Otisburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, and it works. The plan actually works. Um, mm-hmm. Just didn't count on Superman flying so quickly <laughs> in the reverse orbis that completely wrecking everybody. That it turns back the time. <laughs> Science. It's super science. Until that point, though, it's think, it's it's cool. Uh, I mean, the, think or dislike. I mean, this is this is still like the <laughs> what? Superman was seventy nine, seventy eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure it would have taken more than a couple of missiles. Like it's like four missiles or something like that. Like, I think it was two. And then Superman only had time for one. Yeah, yeah, right. I think... Cause these, these weren't, yeah, just one missile, yeah. These weren't nukes, right? Su- or were they? No, but they were pretty... Yeah, huge, taking more like than heavy that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they were nukes, but they were yeah, big government missiles. And yeah, only one, because Superman stops the one, and then the, the one going to Hopehagen or whatever, where... Yeah. That's... Hackensack. <laughs> that's, that's a like a common, like, I don't know, myth... That the earthquakes can't really like split the earth open like that. Like that just wouldn't happen. Yeah, everything could be destroyed, but like yeah. a whole chunk of the earth wouldn't fall off into the ocean. Like that just wouldn't yeah, happen. Because the plates, earthquakes are caused by the plates rubbing against. Right, right. Going one under and over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Stuff can be shifted up and down, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Otisburg. Otisburg. You know, Otisburg is in the uh, the Arkham City games. It's like a tap part of Gotham. There's an Otisburg. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the Poseidon Adventure. That movie's great. Um, I saw the remake first as Poseidon because it had Kurt Russell in it, and it was, you know, not bad. And then I went and saw the original, and it was amazing. Uh, Emmy Rossum again. Gene Hackman. And say what? Emmy Rossum again. Mm-hmm. 
Don't know who that is. That, okay. that was yeah, me that either. Was, She's awesome. That was the that was the girl love interest in this. In oh, oh, the girl with the leg. Yeah. Like that girl from the bus. <laughs> that girl from Rosita. <laughs> but yeah, big tidal wave just comes and yeah hits the boat, turns it upside down, and it's awesome that uh, Gene Hackman plays a preacher and he's telling about how you know God loves those who help themselves and so we have to be we can't it's not just and it's kind of timely it's not just enough to pray for something to happen you also have to work to make it happen too and uh, yeah that whole message which is a lot better delivered in this movie <laughs> than whatever day after tomorrow is trying to do and uh, yeah the ones with the can do attitude and never gave up uh, came out on top at the end all right, I've never seen yeah. either, so take your guys' word for it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, original stuff they worth watching. Gene Hackman, it's good. All right, sport, uh, right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Um, so Greg Popovich, you guys remember this guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he's coaching uh, Team USA. All right, USA. USA. In, I don't know why we would hire a Russian to hire te- to coach Team USA. Hey, uh, f- I mean it's not hockey, right? Uh, fun fun fact: Greg Popovich's given name is actually Vodka Drinkinsky. <laughs> he had to change it. Yes, <laughs> when he began coaching the NBA, they made him change it. The kids make it more kid friendly. <laughs> He's done nice. this before, right? Good pool. Uh, I don't know. Did he changed his name? Yes. No. Uh, I, I don't know if he's done the, the USA coach thing. I, know, I think the last couple times he's been Coach Zvevsky. Coach K. Yeah, I know that he did it a couple times, but I thought Popovich. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we really said it. If you don't know, it's coaching the basketball team in the Olympics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Team USA. Yeah, you, you didn't say which sport or which event. You just said Team USA. So. <laughs> well, no, all, all of all of Team USA, America's best. Like every single like, so he's coaching everything from from fencing <laughs> to rhythm gymnastics. That's all Popovich. Yep. He's doing everything. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. So we've talked way too much about <laughs> day after tomorrow. Uh, so try, try to keep this short. Um, so just a couple things. Uh, I, f- I watched all of The Boys, which uh, came out very recently on Amazon Prime, um, another superhero series. Uh, so the concept isn't, it's kind of been done before um, on, the, on uh, the big screen uh, with Watchmen. Um, there was also Powers, which I think was on Sony's streaming service. I'm unsure. I didn't watch Powers. Uh, but basically the concept is... Um, you know, what if superheroes weren't that super, uh, where they're, yeah, they're still powerful, but they're all kind of, like, they're kind of assholes, um, which is honestly a more realistic take on, on super, superheroes, and that's kind of what this is about, um, very, very violent, uh, gets really dark at points, um, it's also really funny, uh, the, overall, I, I enjoyed the, I think it's eight episodes, um, overall, I enjoyed it. 
Um, some of the messages that they were trying to get out with this, some of the tone was uneven uh, with, the, with, with some of the characters. Um, and the action, a lot of the action isn't great. Uh, but there, there's some really um, awesome things with the, with the series, though. The uh, the character of Homelander, um, the uh, the guy that plays him, which escapes me at the moment, uh, is great. The uh, Carl Urban finally gets to do a non-American accent in this. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> Does he still scowl? He still scowls, but uh, yeah, it's he's pretty much like a smartass the entire thing. But he's he's really good in this. The main kid. Who is actually going back to Quaid? Is is one of the Quaids? Uh, is Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan's kid? I didn't realize that until like it was finished with the yeah. series. Um, yeah, the, I, I I recommend this. Um, so if you're into superheroes, you want to see something a little different than than the the usual CW fare uh, or Gotham or uh, whatever's on the. What, did anybody see Pennyworth that just came out? I did not. No. Uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's that. Yeah, I recommend The Boys. And then a little bit of uh, video game news. Um, I don't think we talked about this. The S- Nintendo Switch is coming out with a uh, a new version on the on the 20th of September um, called the Switch Lite. And uh, this version um, is portable only. Um, so you can't put it in the dock and play on a TV. It's just to be used as a handheld device. And the Joy-Cons, the controllers, are permanently attached to it. You can still sync other controllers to it if you're doing multiplayer and do the tabletop mode. Uh, <laughs> There's no kickstand for it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. But um, and I think the by, by virtue of removing a couple of those features, uh, it will be... Uh, so the battery will last longer, and it's going to have a, a slightly lower price point. Um, so yeah, that's coming out on the 20th. Um, it's kind of... Nintendo always does this with their their handheld. It's interesting with the Switch, though, because it is both. Uh, I know I primarily use it as a handheld device. Um, I don't know about you, Jeff. Did you pretty much play on your TV? I pretty much don't play it ever. But I mean, when you, when you <laughs> did, though... When I did, it was on the TV, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yep, that's coming on the, uh, again September 20th. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, real quick, since you mentioned uh, DC CW stuff. So, the interesting possible rumor, something that DC could possibly do, is they're having this event. Uh, I forget when, relatively soon, the DC is having the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, yeah, crossover thing, which, right? Yeah, a big crossover. And if you've read the comic books, the series of comic books, there's this whole big thing. I'll condense it as best I can. Uh, a big crossover in the DC universe that pretty much brings all their universes down to just one. So that it gets rid of all the non-sellers, you know, from DC standpoints. All the stuff that isn't selling, all the <laughs> stuff that's a little bit confusing. D- DC does change up their shit constantly. Yeah, because for example, like the super, the first Superboy comic book they had, they actually had Cl- uh, Clark Kent or whatever the kid's name was, was reading a Superman comic book, and it's like, gee whiz, wouldn't it be great if I had all these powers? And that turns out, hey, he is, and that's how Superboy was born. 
So there was all that weirdness going on, and then Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, and everything got smushed down into one universe. And there was one canon from that point going forward until, you know, more bullshit happened. So, that being said, it is possible that DC is saying, okay, Crisis on Infinite Earth is happening. We could potentially erase all the bad movies that have happened and make them non-canon. I doubt it, but yeah, possible. Yeah, because they're bringing, for that event, Brandon Routh is going to play Superman. Mm -hmm. Like a version of Superman uh, for those few episodes. I don't know if he and the Atom will be, like, <laughs> exchanging scenes. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. I'm kind of uh, anticipating to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, did you hear? Oh, they're bringing back Burt Ward's going to play Robin. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, Kevin Conroy, I think, is going to be playing a Batman. Uh, Damn. Oh, what's right. her face? Uh, the, uh, what's her face? The original Wonder Woman, I think, because she plays Carter, the president and Supergirl. But I think she's going to play Wonder like Man. Wonder Woman. So I think they're bringing like anyone who's played a DC character at some point, at least on TV. Maybe not the movies, except we said Brown and Ralph, but that's a special case because he's already on the mm-hmm. show. Like they're going to kind of bring all these characters. So that's the rumor anyway. They're going to bring them in to reprise different world versions of characters. Mm-hmm. So that I'll probably watch if I can remember. To record it, I will watch it. If Christian Bale's Batman shows up for whatever... I know he won't. There's no fucking way on Earth. But if that happens, I will lose my shit. It'd be awesome if he just came in there as Christian Bale and just, like, lost his shit. Oi, what the hell is going on? No! 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 That'd be cool. Good for you, you, Superman. Good for you. Superman withers under his sarcasm. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, uh, yeah like some of the Smallville characters, I think may come back. It's it's a bunch of rumored stuff. So I think yeah, that's Brent, cool. I think t- like the two culty chicks. Did, I, oh, probably yeah, not. Probably not. <laughs> did you? But sorry, Jeff. Did you say anything about Brandon Ralph? Yeah, Alex. Oh, yeah, too, sorry, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be. Yeah, so he's gonna be playing the Adam, but he also gonna be playing a, a version of Superman. I don't know which one, but I think that's the one that's confirmed. I know that. I think it might be the Kingdom Come Superman that he's playing. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen any of these shows in a while. So this is exciting. It might get me back into it. Because they're inter- Supergirl entertaining. I mean, I lost interest in the Arrow. But Supergirl and the Flash are uh, really cool since the last time I saw them. They're probably giving her pants. Yeah, I stopped watching all those. <laughs> Say what? Who's pants? They're giving Supergirl pants. Oh. Um, I think it's the last season of Arrow, but I'm not sure. I've stopped watching after. Yes, Arrow. it is the last season of Arrow. Hmm. But yeah, there it is. Tune in. See what happens. <laughs> All right. I will. All right, um, Jeff. My news. Yeah, my news. I, I played Battlefront 2 finally. Because it's free with my new xbox pass that i got or whatever so i played oh, it is? <laughs> yeah at least i was able to get it for free because i also have the ea one too so maybe it's a combination of the two. Oh, okay yeah. yeah i don't know um but anyway with the story i played it more for the story and it was kind of cool but uh, i don't know it was all right i did like you you can do like these because i don't want to play online because i was get destroyed but 
because you like arcade versions of like the online games and just I don't want to play any of the random dudes, but playing a, a hero character was always fun. So being Yoda or Luke or Leia or Han, Lando, tons of Ray, Darth Maul, Vader. It's that's pretty cool. I mean, if you're a lightsaber character, it's pretty much impossible to not win. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun. Um, but yeah, that's it. I, that was already a few weeks ago. I forgot to mention it before. So eh. that's all I got. All right. I think that wraps things up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.